the mic. Did I do a good job of that last time? Actually speaking into the mic. I don't remember. So I think it was you did a good job. All right, cool. But yeah, dude, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, iconic song. If you've never seen the Phineas and Ferb rendition, come on. Check it out, bro. This is fantastic, honestly. Whew, man. But now I, I like to play all variety. I want to get a speaker. I'm poor, so I have no way to like get to a store easily get a speaker. Also, don't have money for it. But I want to get a speaker for when I'm skating around because I feel like seeing a black guy with like a you know a college basketball player's physique on a skateboard blasting Boulevard of Broken Dreams as he rolls past you. I think that's like an experience that's pretty good for people. You know what I mean, man? Yeah. It's like, uh, what do you call it? We're breaking down those walls, bro. I want to help destroy people's stereotypes. Like, yeah, black people skate too. Some of the best skaters in the world are black. You ever heard of Eastside Wear? No, I'm not, in, I'm not into all that. Oh, Lord. You ever heard of Scapegoat? Nope, not into all that. I heard of... Uh, you ever heard of Tony Hawk? Yeah. There you go. I heard of Bam Margera. Wow. I heard of who's else in their pro skate? Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawk. Bro, the RTA is like a fodder for all kind of crazy stories and mischief, though. I was just telling you about the man who uh, is trying to indoctrinate me with anti Ku Klux Klan rhetoric and uh, telling me about the chloron or Biden stuff. And you know when someone's trying to like set you up to say something and you like undermine what they're saying? So he's like, uh, yeah, I bet you never heard what's the top ranking officer in the KKK. And I'm like, yeah, the Imperial Grand Wizard. He's like, I bet you know who's second, though. And I'm like, yeah, the, the Great Dragon. He's like, but who's third? And I'm like, damn, you got me there, bro. <laughs> he's like, see, third is the exalted Cyclops. And I'm like, why do you know that? <laughs> Maybe he's one of those guys like who was like super right wing as a young man and felt re- like once he got all the the Marines and stuff, he felt really bad for that, and now I was trying to make up for it by educating everybody on the intricacies of the KKK. I mean, that's certainly that's a lot of type of guys. That's a, certainly a strong type of white guy. And uh, the funny thing about this is, he's like, you should look into. You see, he wrote on here, look into the KKK, the chloron, right? And as I pull out my phone, he's like, "Whoa, don't don't look it up on your phone. They're gonna they're gonna find you. They're gonna they're gonna track you off of that." <laughs> and he proceeds to he has a memo book in his pocket. Pulls it out, rips the page, and writes this on there and hands it to me. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Go, don't go on your phone. Go to the NOLA Public Library and try to read it. I was about to say, is that what he wanted me to do? Like, what, is, what does he think I was going to do? <clears throat> I mean, he even said, go to Barnes & Noble. I'm like, am I going to go to Barnes & Noble and ask them for the Ku Klux Klan Bible? This funny They're going to, like, walk me to the back like Gravity Falls type shit, bro. Pull the pull one of the bookshelves and it, like, opens a secret bookcase. Yeah, Barnes & Noble isn't, like, an archive or a library. You know what I'm saying? Like. It, it's a place to buy books slash like they ha- it's funny to have like a drag queen story time right next to like kkk manifesto oh my lord dude crazy <sighs> just yesterday like i was telling you man lit- literal brutality on the bus yesterday like like <sighs> please tell me it's not against an old woman no it wasn't this time okay it was last i told you about that huh? yeah 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 the shake with the socks the grip on them no, talking about the physical when it got physical. Yeah. No, you haven't told me that. There's a chick on the bus. She had the socks with the grip on. You know what that means? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For y'all that don't know, in the psych wars, they give you socks with extra non-slip grip on them so you don't fall and hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And basically, she was fresh out of the psych ward and she's wearing these to walk around. Either she was fresh out the psych ward or she had left the psych ward long ago and was still wearing psych ward socks. So either way, you know, real, real bad, real, real bad look. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like she was looking kind of rough. 
I don't know what she was up to. But you could save her though. She wasn't looking very safe. You get me, Mark? Mm -hmm. And like, like to the point where it was like sad to see. And there's this other guy on the bus, obviously gang affiliated, bro. Like flex flexing his his knife slash bullet wounds on his chest. Got the red bandana. He's like, this is a Rolex. This is a Rolex. And the people just looking around like, motherfucker flexing a Rolex on the RTA. You on a public bus right now talking about your Roly and how you gonna bust down on us? Like what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like so basically. It seemed like he was trying to like get at her, most likely take advantage of her because she's like a mentally ill, vulnerable woman, right? Yeah. And she wasn't having it. And at first it was cool, but then some type of way they started beefing. The conversation got ugly. Next thing I know, Mark, he starts like shoving her, like like shoving her head type shit. You know what I'm saying? Where he like, Ugh, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And like her head just like tilts real hard in one direction. And then she starts hitting him. He starts hitting her. They're like having a fist fight on the bus out of nowhere. And then, like, he's getting off the bus or whatever, and he's, like, talking shit to her as he's getting off the bus and, like, shoves her and then starts walking away. And she shoves him, like, out of the bus. And he, like, falls, like, <laughs> like bad, like, ugly, to the point where, like, it, like, bruised his ego, you know what I'm saying? So then he jumps back on the bus, because it was over at that point, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, walking off, but she, like, caught him slipping, basically tripped him off of the bus. Every, like, low-key heard some giggles, some, some ha-ha, take that, you uh, misogynistic bastard, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he has to come back and save his pride. And he's like slamming her into the window and shit. The RTA bus driver had, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hop out of his seat, pull the bus over and shit. This was like months ago though. But yesterday, this was like wild, bro. There's just like, you know, typical elderly game, LSU facility services, you know, standard uh, working class older black man, like mm-hmm. late 30s, mid 40s, so that area, that range, right? Mm-hmm. He's like sitting down in front of the bus. And you know, the front of the bus has. Two seats facing towards the bus, and then they have two seats facing inward. So it's literally like a like a ring almost, like a, a square. Yeah. This yeah. guy is sitting on the opposite side of him. Next thing I know, I just see I don't have my headphones on, so I don't hear anything going on. But they weren't arguing or anything, bro. I just look up and I just see them like hard scrapping, dude. And like I see people like clearing the ring, bro. Like it literally looked like like the way the chairs are set up was like a a, a box, and everyone that was in that area had like walked out of it to the back of the bus and was just like. We're hard spectating, bro. The dude that just finished his shift, you know how the RTA bus drivers, they ride the bus back to the depot or whatever to yeah. get their car. So he's like, they always stand at the front of the bus for some reason. I think it's a rule or something. So like the guy's driving and the guy, there's the two RTA drivers, the, the dude that was driving and the last driver, they're both up there. Mm-hmm. He pulls the bus to the side and they're literally just like turning and just looking. And we're all just watching as they just like getting after it, basically. <laughs> and it was like, like I said, it's like a middle-aged black dude and like a, a younger dude. And they were just like, in the bad, bad fist fights. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, I had my headphones on, bro. Music is loud. And I hear, bam! And I look up, and this dude got slammed, like, neck first into the back of the chair. His head, like, snaps back, bro. I, no lie. His neck could have broken or some shit. Like, whiplash back onto the back of the chair, right? Mm-hmm. And dude immediately goes straight into the hammer fist after slamming his head into the, the chair like that, bro. Finish him. <laughs> straight to the boom, boom. I'm like, oh, my lord, bro. People, bro, I, I literally, uh, I, I had it on my phone. I, they, people were saying, like, it was wild. And one of the first things I wrote it down as it happened, because I was like, I'm going I'm, to I'm bring this to the podcast. Something like a quote, bro. One of the first things I heard said, somebody call the police. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, ain't no way you poor ne'er-do-wells out here talking about some call the police. First of all, there's nothing they can do for that man that's getting his head bashed in right now as we speak. Yes. The cops ain't going to do nothing for him this moment. Second of all, they not coming, bro. 
They never showed up. The Arctic, there was no incident report. Where was this? This was in the middle of the CBD, bro. Well, like, you were driving towards Duncan Plaza? This was away from Duncan Plaza. Like, I was already there. Like, this was, like, just as the bus was taking off. Oh, okay. Like, it might have been, like, a dispute over who's sitting where or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this is literally just as the bus is leaving. And, like, to the point where he had to, like, gank the bus and pull it over because he's like, oh, shit, they fighting on the bus, the driver. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. And dude, like, bro, then the, the guy that's getting, like, like me, 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 credit to him, bro. This dude was tough, bro. This older guy. <laughs> he shoots for the double, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's funny. It literally looked like a UFC fight, bro. And it's funny. Oh, I always heard, like, on talks on YouTube and, like, so, you the YouTube self-defense area, they always, they, like, unanimously agree. Grappling and, like, wrestling training is, like, perfect for street fights and stuff because it always ends up going that way, right? Yeah. And when I tell you this is, like, a form perfect shoot for a double, the guy that was like making him, to his credit, immediately sprawls, bro. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I wish I was making this up, bro. But he he sprawls him and like slams him down onto the fucking Fuck. ground of the bus, bro. And then like, then like, uh, what do you call it? He goes from fucking north south, shifts over into the rear naked choke. No lie, bro. And it's like, and they're like tussling, like it's, you know, it's way more chaotic than like a a real like gifted fighter you know what I'm trying to say they like tussling slinging all over the place because the, the older guy was way bigger but the younger guy clearly like had that dog in him you know what I'm saying bro wow. and so like he's like literally like, he went from the from sprawling him when the, the dude was like literally holding on to the back of his knees like trying to double take him yeah and then he like somehow got behind him had him in a rear naked bro and like slamming his head against the window like trying to choke him at the same time the dude's like and everyone's like help him help him help him it's bad, dude. And I, like, literally, I had one of those fucking, you know, you see something violent and like wild happen, and your memory just like, it just like slips out of your head. I don't even know what happened after that, bro. But the younger guy was gone. The older guy was just sitting on the bus, stone faced, bro. Nobody said anything to him. Nobody asked him if he was okay. Like he was just sitting there after just getting his head bashed in, getting slammed into the rail and slammed into the window, choked out on the bus. The guy that like did all this was gone. Yeah, that was the- a stop. <laughs> <laughs> the RTA drivers like I said there was no incident report there was no first aid administered there was no this or that dude it was just crazy to see man crazy to see and I'm not gonna lie bro I thought about jumping in for a minute helping my guy out but uh ain't no way bro ain't no way cause uh these crazy dudes on RTA anywhere is now we, we live in New Orleans literally bro that could've easily and like I'm just washing his hands I'm washing his pockets bro cause I'm like is this dude about to shoot up the whole fucking bus right now? You always got to ask that question, dog. You always got to ask yourself that. And if he starts shooting, I need to get down. You know what I'm trying to say? My, my priority is not trying to jump on it. And I'm like, <clears throat> especially since it's an older dude who can defend himself. It's one-on-one. You know what I'm trying to say? It wasn't like a gang up on type B. It wasn't like a, a disabled person or like an elderly man. Yeah, the younger guy was the better man. You just got to let him go. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But what I'm saying is like, it wasn't to the point where it was like a brute like that. It was it was a brutal beat down, right? Like it was. The sound like it's borderline. He could have killed him if he wanted to at some point. Not if he wanted to, but like it it was like to the point where it was so like chaotic and spastic that I feel like like for instance when his neck slams onto the, the chair, bro. For a second, I'm like, bro, did his neck just break? Yeah. Like he could have easily have died. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And like shit like that happens all the time, and people don't realize it. Like there's it's a really common thing in bar fights where people get like punched one good time. Hit their fucking head onto like a bar stool or something, yeah. or like the the, the 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 corner or something. Yeah, and then they're just dead right there on the spot from one punch. And it, it, the way it happened so fast, bro, just a real 
it was real exercise and learning. Like violence is real, it's here, it exists, it's natural. And some people really with it. You know what I mean? And also nobody helped that guy that and, you know, he had to sit there and he I literally saw him disassociating, bro. Cause I was like studying him after I'm like, I want, I want to see how this guy reacts responds to this whole thing. And he literally just disassociated. He just sat there. It's the rest of the bus riders. <laughs> he was stone faced, looking, looking straight out the window, bro. And as I was walking out the bus, I was like, I was like, you good, bro? He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like with the, with the energy, like yeah, I, I've done this before. I've seen this before. I got my jaw slipped before. I'm 21 and five, so yeah. I can take this. This this ain't nothing new to me. Like he had that energy, bro. And I still, like I told you, bro, I had like obviously, like you get a nasty adrenaline rush, whether you're involved or not. Just witnessing violence, your body is like, is it game time? Is it game time? Right? So as I'm getting off the bus, I'm like, you know what? We're going to channel this. I get dropped off in Huntington Park and Crowder. Right? For all of you. Know all the people. And I run all the way to the service road, which is by my house, bro. Yeah. Look it up on Google Maps. It's a mile. I ran from I, adrenaline rush, right? So literally, I'm on PED. Because I don't know if you know this. Your adrenaline expands your blood vessels. Your lungs get pumping faster. Your heart beats like... Like, basically, I was on PEDs, bro. I ran. I'm not even going to kid you, bro. Six minutes, four seconds. Nice. Six minute miles straight off the, the Adrini rush. The Addy rush, bro. Mm. <laughs> and like, that's way faster than I've ever ran a <laughs> Wow. So, I at least got to channel that positively, bro. I remember I hopped on the bus, man. I cut on I cut on some Kevin Gates, man. I was like, man, we need this, bro. <laughs> had to get it out. The, I had no option. Lock it up and throw away the keys. They don't care about a brother like me. <laughs> Let me stop before I get us copyrighted. But bro, that was a that was a crazy yesterday. That every, was a crazy. Every yesterday. episode has gotten copyrighted because the family matters parody. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> it's fine though. They still let us post it, so it's fine. That's crazy. But yeah, man, that was my yesterday. Minus rehearsal, but rehearsal was surprisingly way less eventful than the, you know, the RTA bus rides. I just don't know how to how to respond to that because every time I see, like, I, I hate the fact that sometimes you can't intervene in things because there's always a threat of a gun and that you can't do a anything. A gun, a knife, another person who's with that person sneaking up on you, that person just being some kind of crazy sicko, you don't, you ain't ready for all of that. <laughs> There's too many variables, especially like on a bus. It's definitely not the place you want to be in a uh going blind into a fist fight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only time I think I broke up a fight as a somewhat of adult was when my roommate got in a fight with one of his friends and was like, This is the only time I've ever I actually know half ass what's going on. I know these people don't have guns, so I can break it up. Mm-hmm. And uh I felt bad for breaking gun because uh it was like how do you score it? Like in the MMA fights when they're like you're like ten seven. Mm-hmm. It was a ten seven. My roommate was a, it was a seven, and it's like I know if this went longer, you may be able to beat this guy, but I have to. We can't let this happen in our house. <laughs> Even if you're getting your ass beat, we got. We can't let this happen in our house. Oh, I know what you mean. Like you stopped the fight before he got to get his licks in. Yeah, because the other guy was mm-hmm. like taller and probably started it. Like he was like an easy eight inches taller than him. Oh, Lord. So he had him like up against the bathroom wall and just wailing on him. And I just had to, I just opened up my room because I was just hearing it open up my room. And I just see like, what the fuck? And I just like, and pushed my guy out. And uh, instead of the guy saying thank you, my, my son, my roommate saying thank you, he's like, why'd you stop it? 
and it was like, and uh, I was like, I was silent. I didn't, re- I didn't say a single word for the rest of the night. I just went back in my room and I just sat there. And then like five minutes later, my roommate was like, you all right. You right for doing that. But damn, don't let them, don't open the door the rest of the night. They told me like, don't, don't let them, don't let anyone back in yeah. or whatever. And uh, yeah. Bro, it's funny how often like uh, silence is like a way, way more common reaction to that sort of thing you realize. Like, like, like I was telling you, bro. Right after that happened, like in the middle, call the police, call the police, and then people like, er, at the, like right at the end, everyone's having that moment, like, ah, oh, wasn't that crazy? They were fighting on the bus, ha ha. There's like that shit, and like, I remember this lady. She goes, uh, she's like, he should, he, he sure shouldn't have hit me. I would have shut his cold drink up his ass, me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Just unhinged RTA bus type shit, bro. And uh, but right after that, bro, it just goes completely silent on the bus, like like nothing ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Everybody putting their face back into their TikToks. You know what I mean? Their headphones on. They looking out the windows. Nobody was talking. It was just completely silent, bro. They all just say like this. Well, you remember those days back mm. in the middle school? Like, there would be a fight. And then, like, a few moments after that, nobody says a word. Man, that fight that... uh Yeah, that one. I was, You know what I was talking about, bro. Are you talking about the John? Yeah. You had... No, you shouldn't have, No one should have brought that, though. Because was like, that was that man's image and honor and mm. secret. Online, yeah, bro. But yeah. it was a, uh, it was fucked up. The problem with that fight, though, is because we're not getting to the details or whatever, because that's not, I guess, our place to tell. But he got the guy was getting his ass absolutely fucked up. What he was got, he was getting beat up for something he didn't do. He wasn't fighting back. Yeah, but well, yeah, he. I'm just saying he got beat up for something he didn't do. Mm. <laughs> it was like, damn, my guy Raymond. Always taking an L. <laughs> Stop name dropping people. Damn. And not saying last names. We're not gonna find them. And we didn't say what it was about. So it could have been buying. It was about Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah, bro. That was uh, that was crazy to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. in the in regular pe- in the news news, we gotta talk about the Kanye question. Mm-hmm. What's that? I don't know. Apparently, he's been saying anti-Semitic stuff again. Again, um, yeah, I did peep some like subtle uh, anti-Semitism on one of his songs. He's like, uh, what, what was it? Hmm. Keep going. Let me, let me try to remember this. Um, well, it was an interview. You didn't see that interview they had with Tucker Carlson? No, nah, I don't. I don't really follow the interviews and stuff like that. But I'm saying, I know, I know of a line that was like somewhat anti-Semitic. Hmm. Let me think. Of, let me think of a Kanye line was anti-Semitic. Hmm. I'm wearing this shirt by Lacoste. I feel so hood. I'm about to do a Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But no, he was. I don't know. He he made. He was like saying that the problem of the world was like some subtle reference to men are constantly beleaguered by the women in their lives and the and the Jewish lawyers that support them. Something like that. I don't know. This happened like about a week ago. The Jews said the truth on how to make a dime. Most black men couldn't balance a checkbook, but buy a new car talking about how my neck looked. Well, it all looks great 400 years later. We buying our own chains. <laughs> yeah. He just, just suddenly dropped that one in there, bro. The Jews share their truth on how to make a dime. I mean, they do. If you go to synagogue, it's like a small business seminar. <laughs> yeah bro yeah bro but that's like when people say 
like why why in black communities no generational wealth? Why are we not sharing the wealth? It's like why and it's all it's always people who are saying this who have nothing, even if they have a good job. In actuality, they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So like when you talk about generational wealth, you want to invest in Bitcoin and try to gamble on that. Go go ahead and have fun, but just like there's no money for us to get it with. Yeah, this like or so like it's so uh, fragmented throughout our community. Jews got lucky because of uh, anti-Semitism in the past that the Catholic Church back in in uh, like medieval times, Catholics couldn't like loan money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was like we could get Jews to loan money. We use Jews as like a middleman for all these like money dealings. Wow. So like that their generational wealth started out of anti-semitism but it also started a thousand years ago so you know we're black people yeah I've, I've heard many people speak about this how just in general um i think people obviously people really ignore the part the diaspora plays in you know the fragmentation of the black community like it's not like we all came here together and then we're hated as a group it's like we were taken away to like in separate in large groups separated deliberately from our families and people you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like they deliberately said okay uh mark he was like one of the big people in this tribe so we're not going to keep him around other people because they could work together and then rise up against us so they would send you to like texas they sent me to louisiana or something you see what i'm saying like that's literally how they went about it they was splitting them up and particularly the the, the sons and fathers always were split always guaranteed i'm pretty sure that that was the movie uh the documentary bug breaking was about mm. they just like you say they point out that's a buck that's a buck let's get them to fight each other in blood sport and then whoever wins gets raped by me mm. so it's kind of like that I, I i never watched it but i think that's what it's about basically what i'm saying is they they had a whole uh what is it there was a, a mission to like divide and destroy the collective conscience of black people yeah and this was, it was not ways, this, there was definitely racism was faced by immigrants after, you know, Asian immigrants, uh, for a time, Italian immigrants, definitely German Im- immigrants, and uh, Latino people and everything too. That's what I don't get. The anti-German sentiment, they're, all, they're most of the white people. <laughs> like, shouldn't we be like the, we shouldn't act like Anglo bullshit is the main thing. Most of the white people in America are German. Yeah. It's, it's annoying all, to me. It, it, it's just in-group, out-group stuff, dude. And it's like it's like classic animal behavior. And that's why people get so touchy about it. You know what I mean? It's because they try and, and they try and analyze it through any other lens. But at the end of the day, it's about humans and our innate want to be at the top. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's just a way for them to oppress other people so they stay at the top. If they work together to do that, then it better solidifies their place in the hierarchy. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And like but with the amount of black people they had here and with the, the physical gifts that many of us had, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That was the best way for them to try and oppress us. And you know, it's, it's like I said, dude, um, I remember we were, we were talking about relative deprivation last episode. You know, just, just, just to cue you, you listeners in, pop quiz. Black people, because we were always denigrated to the point of being lesser, they were not as willing to rebel. In a wide sense. There were many, many rebellions, many of them successful, right? I'm sure you know about the Haitian Revolution. Yeah. But <clears throat> through and through. I got a Tucson Louverture tramp stamp. Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of the the African slaves that were brought here, they did not. Uh, they were never viewed as equal in society. And so it's like it's not like they were missing anything they weren't supposed to have. They were supposed to have. 
is that society told them they were never supposed to get anything to begin with. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you, you add up to that all manner of like manipulative ways the um owners would try and like enforce this paradigm with like Christianity, for instance, right? Tell them, you know, if you a real, real good slave, you go to heaven one day. You know what I mean? All sorts of things like that. Or, you know, uh, how they would like show preference to certain slaves, you know, the house versus field uh, slaves and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They had all, it was very specific and like orchestrated things they did to, to like enforce this kind of mindset in the African slaves. And like, it still pervades some of the thoughts and uh, dynamics today. Like colorism still exists till this very day, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was definitely something we should speak on. I don't know. I just think uh, I see black black people. I got told this one day. One day I was at the gym and I met Kevin Nash, and he told me. I asked him Who? for like some advice. Who? Kevin Nash. He's a wrestler. He was. He was also. He's also an actor. He was in. He's the older man in Magic Mike. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and I I got to ask him questions I've like never seen Magic Mike, but you know, y'all go off. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> so I asked, do you have any advice for a young man who's really like kind of, kind of aimless? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "All you gotta do, hit the weights, hit the showers, get a clue." And that's why I tell all black wow, people. Wow, that's so that's I, a pretty succinct life life mission, dude. Hit tell, the weights, hit the showers, get a clue. That's all you gotta I like do. That. So that's that's. But, but what's your, I want seriously speaking though, man. Mm-hmm. What is your thoughts on why? I mean, even if I've heard described by black people, why do you think there's this crabs in a bucket mentality in the black community? <clears throat> why don't we band together the way, like for instance, Asian people, Latino people, they have families 30, 40, 50 deep. You know what I'm saying, Mark? Yeah. And we don't have. Them. They be driving around in clown cars, and we be, we buying <laughs> these big SUVs, only three people in them. <laughs> when we finally do get some money. I do think a part of it is like uh, they've led us to feel separate about each other. You know what I mean? I, I that's what I think is. A, I just a think big, uh, that's what I see as one of the main distinctions to be made between Latino peoples, Asian peoples, and then peoples who are from African slaves. You know what I'm saying? We will keep the Asians as a exception because their experience has been different, and some of these Asian, yeah. some of these Asians that get lumped in and turn. Like Asian is such a vague term. Okay, mm-hmm. Indians, their average income in America is six figures. Come on, uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's unfair to compare that to Vietnamese people or like yeah, Chinese yeah. people who came here, or like even like Japanese people who went through a lot of the same uh, oppression. Well, that, like <laughs> the funny thing about like the oppressive the oppression of Japanese quote unquote Japanese is like half the people in those internment camps were just Chinese guys. Yeah, <laughs> they just were called Japanese. That's why I say Asian because at through and whole, uh, all, pretty much all members of the Asian community, yeah, have experienced. This is, very, this is a very uh, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo thing to say. What do you mean? I'm an Asian, Asian. I'm a POC. I'm gay. I'm a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just, all I'm saying is, Korean Americans have experienced a huge amount of uh, discrimination. Chinese Americans, Japanese Americans. Middle Eastern people yeah. come to America. All sorts of Asian people have experiences. You know what I'm saying? It pretty much lines up with the the cultures and governments that the federal government demonizes. Mm. So like if you like if it's like nineteen eighty 
and you live in Detroit and you're a Sikh, you're probably not experiencing that much racism. There's a community there. It's actually like that. Detroit is a really diverse place. But like if you fast forward to uh, September 12th, 2001, <laughs> there was there was there is dozens of anti Sikh. Well, it's, it was meant to be anti-Muslim, but they like they see the Sikhs with their little headdress covering their hair and all that, and they just go up and punch them. There's a couple incidents of people just walking up to a guy to shoot him, up, shooting him in the face. There's all types of stuff like that. Uh, needing like excessive background checks because they there's oh this guy a terrorist, just yeah. some shithead who runs a, a car dealership. So it's all it always lines up with what the American government is telling the media to tell to the people, and then half the people are like. Oh, these people, they're trying to infiltrate our culture or something. These people. These people. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, what do you mean by that? These people. You know, these fucking Muslimic chinks coming oh. over. These fucking, these fucking uh, Negroid uh, Muslims that are coming over from Ethiopia trying to take my one of my kids' spot at Harvard. My kid got a 2.8 in his last year over in at the private school. He can't get into Harvard because he got a couple of Chinese guys coming over. Come oh, on. Lord, dude. It's funny. There is, that's another example of today how the discrimination continues, bro. If, if you control for race, there is like a huge, hugely, um, what do you call it? Basically, there should be way, way, way more Asian Americans in Ivy League schools. But they have like a cap on them. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And as a result, like only like the most high performing ultra elite, um, what do you call that? As far as academics, Asian people are getting accepted to these colleges, or like you know, your rare super um, super involved af- athlete. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. it, like Jeremy Lin was like a rare a case of that, where he you know he he had a 4.0, which is like really bad for Harvard standards. Yeah, but he was still able to make it because he was like the best player at his high school, and they went undefeated three years in a row. Jeremy Lin rules. That's my guy, bro. You know that. <laughs> I I was gonna take a pause from that. I made my, one of my favorite uh, like shithead lines writing like in the in the voice of just a racist American shithead was uh I wrote it for Carahoga Weekly News and it was a guy talking about yeah one time I took a trip to Harvard and it looked like a goddamn miso horny convention. What is miso? I don't know the name. You never saw the movie? No. Uh, it's like I guess I'm not racist enough, but that one went completely over. My head. <laughs> it, was, it was like something that this uh, Vietnamese prostitute said in the movie. What movie was it? Fucking with Private Pile. What's Full Metal Jacket? Oh, okay, okay. No, I've seen Full Metal Jacket, but I don't remember that. Oh, it was it said something, something. It was a reference to that. Never mind. Just never mind. Yeah. But, yeah, there's another good example for you, bro. Every single game they went to. I'm talking at the Harvard games, at the home games, and the away games. Every single game, they had people in the stands shouting uh, epithets at Jeremy Lin and bringing, like, freaking, uh, what is it, a poster? Is that what it's called? Posters, like, with his face on them with all manner of uh, slurs and, uh, what do you call that? Ep- what's the word for it? Caricatures. No, I'm not joking, bro. Like, this was a thing. This was a, a thing, bro. Jeremy Lin experienced a huge amount of, of like, racist sentiment. In the Ivy League, which I mean, it's, it's an it's an elitist group, so it makes sense, right? I'm trying to get this here drawing up. Uh, let me get this. They just took the uh, the Family Guy. They brought that to the game. Yeah, yeah. 
All sorts of stupid shit like that, dude. No lie. No lie. <clears throat> People throwing stuff on the court at him and everything. You got to keep in mind, Mark, this is like the the, the first Asian-American. I mean, we can say that there was that one. What was his name? Uh, Hu, Hu Chang Ming. Uh, Zhang Hu Ha. Xi Jinping. Zali, there was Zali Wang. There was Qi Xiao. Was it Qi Xiao Zhang? China Doll. <laughs> I'm not joking, bro. Like, I just actual names. Will you start? Oh, okay. you <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're actually just a racist. Damn, dude. I was like, wow, Dante's really getting in with me on this one. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Those are real, like, uh, Asian American athletes. But I can't recall the name of, like, oh, Asian American. I, because I'm about to say the obvious one is Yao Ming, but yeah, he's not from America. Yeah, he's Chinese, so it doesn't count. Asian American athletes in basketball. I can't really think. Jeremy Lin was the first one. Definitely the first, like, uh, ultra successful one. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, in high school, there's been Japanese American athletes. I'm fairly certain he was the first Asian American player on Harvard's basketball team. Yeah. Like, in the Ivy League at all, possibly. He wanted to go to Stanford, bro, but they wouldn't take him. Why? Because he only had a 4.0 and he was Asian. Wait, so (laughs) all those people who get scholarships have 4.0s? Like, get on, like, like Stanford's football team, basketball team, all that. No. Oh. But they're white. Oh. White a white a white football player on Stanford's team is not even four You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, um, like not it's it's not a, a joke or uh it's not to reflect the racist sentiment that Asian people are like very smart or anything. But they literally do have extremely high performing they they're extremely high performing as far as GPA and test scores. I think it's a, a to do with the family dynamics and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to the point where literally, like, like multiple Ivy League schools have been sued for this, Mark. For discriminating against Asian people. That stinks. Yeah. Man, if I was running the college, it's only yeah. we doing an Asian and black. Also, also, Jeremy Lin, he was six foot three, right? He's a six foot three Asian guy. In the world of basketball, that's like five foot five. You see what I'm saying? That's like their impression of him. Cause he's not a he's not Yao Ming, right? He's not seven for six. He's like a, he's short for a basketball player, and he's Asian. So like the implicit bias there is to think that he's not. I mean, he's not players. short for a, a point guard. Yeah, he's six three. That's like prototypical point guard. Right? So short for a basketball player. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Like six two or shorter, that would be considered short for a point guard, wouldn't it? I don't know. I just thought six three was like perfectly fine. I never. Like when we get to well, six for reference, foot, Steph Curry is six three, and many would consider him small. Yeah, because he's he's like one hundred ninety pounds. Well, he used to be. Yeah, Jeremy Lin was like similar similar build to Steph. Curry. I guess so. Yeah, he's like he was like two hundred five, two ten, two fifteen. So he's like a bit bigger than Steph Curry. But so like, would Derrick Rose be a small guy? Yeah, Derrick Rose would probably be considered a small NBA player for a point guard. Yeah, he would. I think so. He's oh, like six two, six three. Hmm. I guess I never noticed it before. For a point guard, 6'3 is not small. But what I'm saying is they're all considered small to all other players. You know what I'm saying? Especially for a college team, like, I would, like, love to have a 6'3 point Look, guard. Look, bro, this guy averaged, like, 30 a game, 5 steals, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Paula Alta High School in California, ultra-competitive league. They won the championship. They went undefeated two years. He's Asian. All right, that's the reason he didn't get he didn't get these offers, bro. He's Asian, literally. See, the thing about sports, you have to even the most racist places that attract the most racist people in this country: mm-hmm. Alabama, Mississippi, 
Louisiana, <laughs> all that shit gets thrown up Texas, thrown, thrown out the, the window. window. If that boy can ball, look, we let listen, them out listen. there. If that boy can ball, and I'm telling you, it has to do with the the, the dichotomy, bro. Oh, they don't view, they, they don't have, view Asian um, Asian people as like especially gifted race. athletically. You see what I'm saying? So they're doing race science, not just regular racism. Yes, bro. They're okay. saying they're saying he's not some altered. He's not Derrick Rose. He don't got a 40 inch vertical. He's not the fastest guy on the court. You see what I'm saying? He's an Asian guy. That's their perception of him, and that's what motivates them to say, "Oh, well, we're not." Even though he measured out very comparably to like John Wall, that doesn't matter. He was doing bullet time with <laughs> <laughs> his Asian mind. Oh my lord, dude! It's still, it's still one of my, uh, it's one of my, my favorite things to bring up when people are like, uh, "What do you call it? Black people can't be racist. Other groups don't face racism to the same extent. And everything." Like we're talking, this dude had like top. Top five percent SAT scores, four point GPA, undefeated uh, state champion in in uh, basketball. You know what I'm saying? Could like barely get into Harvard on athletic scholarship. It's uh, it really sucks that you got drafted to the Knicks. Fuck. Why couldn't it if, sucks that Melo wouldn't like? It sucks that Melo refused to win his whole career, bro. But that the, was just another example of Carmelo Anthony prioritizing his own. Like uh, egoism over winning games. That's not his fault. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be a dickhead like that. That's the GM's fault. You once he start playing like that, you know this isn't going to work once Carmelo comes back from injury. So just trade him. Why wouldn't it? Jeremy Lin is a point guard. Melo was playing power forward at that time too. Yeah, but he's still. It is not compatible. How is it not compatible, bro? They could have ran a pick and fade and pick and roll, just like every other. One and four duo, and they would have been great. Of course, but I'm talking about personality wise. It's like it's that it's that it's the only place where that like ESP and first take bullshit makes sense. Who's gonna get the shot at the end of the game? And it's like he apparently Melo viewed Jeremy Lin as a threat to his shots. He was, he was. That's fair. So I'm not. I mean, I obviously I think ultimately the Hornets would have drafted him. Because it lines up. We had a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul was already gone. Anthony Davis was... Re- Come on. That would have been awesome. Jeremy Lin, Anthony Davis. We never had to uh, trade Nerlens the well to get Drew Holiday, so we got him too. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, dude. They could have the Twin Towers plus Jeremy Lin. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's, that's me, my uh, riff on the inequity that Jeremy Lin faced for the last time, bro. Yeah. I've spoken on it many times over the years. But you got to remember, bro, this is like early 2010s NBA. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, I don't know what you mean. I mean, it was a whole different cultural landscape. We had not we had not quite reached uh, this like censored media culture yet. You know what I'm trying to say? What do you mean censored media? I mean, nowadays you can't even like go on TV and say some of the things that was like flying back then. They in the uh, King's <laughs> newspaper, they called him a chink on the. <laughs> That's fucking, what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. I still think about that like every once in a while, bro. The, oh they still god. have like, pictures of the newspapers cooking with peanut oil, and it's a picture of Jerry Lynn's face. <sighs> like, dude, I'm telling you, it was a whole different culture. It was a whole different <laughs> landscape back then, as far as that. It's sort of like how. Uh, the first like mm-hmm. wave of uh, black activists post uh, slavery, they all just got imprisoned 
and stuff, they had to get in prison in order for the next wave of black people to be like, nah, we ain't taking it no more. Yeah. So, you know, he took it on a chin. So, you know, the next, you know, what's the dude name? Watanabe and people like him don't have to, not to be treated like second class players. But uh, what are we going to talk about next? Fuck. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I just got uh when you called me earlier, I was in a job interview on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And he had like such. Did you stop your interview to answer the phone? Why would you do that? Why did your phone silent? I guess it wasn't so much an interview. It was a get to. It was a webinar. Okay. Uh. So what did you do? I just took the phone call. Um. But oh, anyways. No, I'm saying what you do in the webinar. I listened to this guy in his heavily affected voice talking about how great his business, how great the business is, and how how much he's going to take care of the workers there. It's a life insurance company. It's called like Globe Life. He he talks like the way. Tony Stark talks in the Iron Man movies about like his business. When he has like in the first Iron Man, there's multiple press conferences of him talking like every year since 2007, our business has grown more and more. He got that Steve Jobs showing you the latest interaction iteration of the iPhone voice. Slightly, it's slightly different. It's way more. It's way more Marvel movie than Steve Jobs. Oh, okay. It's. I mean, even though he's a type, it's like uh, it's like Tony Stark showing you his newest prototype. Yeah, is he talking? This is the Iron Man suit four. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is Globe Life Insurance. We're sponsored by, or we we are sponsors on the Dallas Cowboys, the whatever the fucks FC Dallas, and and then it's like we're not dildo salesmen. We work in the sex industry, and then everyone just claps. <laughs> we work in the sex industry. Uh, and I just find like, oh, the reason why people like, I mean, I know most people like Marvel movies, but like the type of people who like shit on Marvel dialogue and stuff is that they have accurately replicated that type of guy (laughs) that the swaggerless, completely affected sort of lame guy and still successful in life. Yeah. It's like hyper successful in life. And it's like. No one want you get you like the people who don't like Marvel movies. I'm I'm neutral on Marvel movies, but like that's that's not that's Tony Stark. Stark. How are you neutral on Marvel movies? They bad for the culture. I mean, yeah, but the culture is bad. I mean, it's everything's bad for the culture. What's good for the culture? Mm. Testify, brother. Testify. What y'all need to be doing is reading some Das Kapital. Mm. <laughs> What's y'all mm. need? What y'all, y'all, y'all need to crack open the Communist Manifesto. Really learn something. I mean, people read that and they don't understand it. But. Oh Lord. Y'all need to go reread Animal Farm. See what that's really about. <laughs> that's all. It's a bad book. It's not. <laughs> George Orwell is like not a good. If you have to, if your political commentary has to come through the form of a, a, a YA novel, you're not a <laughs> you're not a serious thinker, my man. If if you have to literally make the bourgeoisie mm-hmm. pigs to get your book, <laughs> it's like come on. If if the proletariat literally has to be like the horse, the proletariat, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the secretary, my bad. Secretary, proletariat, deteriorate. What does secretary actually mean? Let's look it up. Secretariat. Yeah. It was probably like Jamie, the, pull that up. the top secretary who like gave the best. Let's see here. Secretary definition. A permanent administrative office department. Bro, I wish you had to say that thing about the tendons. Now I'm tripping over my shoulder. Now I'm worried. You would have felt it by now. It apparently it feels like a stabbing. 
Like, it feels like someone stabbed you in it. Because it's like the bone cutting your tendons, almost. I think that's it. So you should be fine if it's just sore for now. I mean, I guess we'll know when I wake up. Because that's what I know is from is like football players and wrestlers, they get dislocated and like it's literally the bone comes out of where it should be and then it ends up slicing tendons. So they have to like, there's always like a small chance that they'll never be able to play again. And it's not the bone that's the issue. My my uh my joint is hypermobile, not my bones. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying you would have you would have felt, felt it. That yeah, like I would be in excruciating pain right now, not not able to. Yeah, act. you wouldn't have came here. You'd have went to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh oh, dick dick pill advertising. Why well, I think I need that? Hi, Harry. I'm prescribing you the generic for Viagra. <laughs> for hims.com. Free discreet shipping. Wait, why am I advertising? <laughs> See, I mean, that's the goal of the podcast, I guess, just to have dick pill fucking advertisements on. It's so sad because, and it's been- That is definitely not the way a person who's using for him looks like, by the way. (laughs) What what do they look like? I think you'd be surprised these days. People, so many young people, this is what I was about to say, the reason why you see so many like dick pill things on podcasts whose audience are fairly young people is because more and more people in their 20s and early 30s are getting erectile dysfunction because uh because they're obese and have horrible diets i mean there's they blame all sorts of things but let's keep it real we're just living in a very unhealthy time i mean there's i thought it was more i was thinking more mentally but i mean there's that is that that as well i guess yeah why do why do so many young men suffer these mental deficiencies. Because erectile dysfunction is not a physical ailment most of the time. It's Yeah, I understand that. I'm saying, why do so many young men suffer these mental ailments? Uh, I was going to blame it on my por- on pornography because I'm an anti-pornography propagandist, but go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to lead us away from that thought because I feel like that's very, uh, that's a very reductive view of things to be like, yeah, it's porn. Nah, we got to ban it. I know porn is bad. I'm not joking about that. What I'm saying is, is porn the only reason young men are having erectile dysfunction? Nah. I mean, you do know, for instance, young men in general have much lower testosterone levels than like years past. Why do you think that is? Is it because of porn? Does porn reduce men's testosterone It's levels? because we're eating all this endamame and it's making us soy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's our diet. It's the way a lot of young men aren't exercising. A lot of young men aren't socializing. All of this is negatively impacting. Our, you get uh, testosterone, like hormone releases from uh, that sort of hormone release from socializing. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I don't know that for sure. Well, I guess but, it pay, plays into the mental part, I'm not the say, hormonal thing. Socializing on a regular basis is healthy. Being unhealthy is unhealthy. It has all manner of deficits. That in seems your life. reductive to me. It's reductive to say that being unhealthy has all manner causes of erectile dysfunction. Being unhealthy causes erectile dysfunction? That You think that's reductive? Or is that a simple, factual statement? Ask yourself, really. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just because it's reductive doesn't mean it's wrong. Okay. Do you think that that's reductive to say that being unhealthy causes erectile dysfunction? Yeah, because you're not saying all different ways you could that could manifest in erectile dysfunction. Bro, unhealthy is such an umbrella term. It can't be reductive. It's, it's a generalization, I guess. But it's like, it's on the basis of like, Honestly, I thought reductive meant generalization. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I love you, Mark. Because you're, you're able to just call and say, hey, I fucked up this time. 
No, bro. When I say reductive, I might be wrong. Let's just look up reductive, bro. Because now we need to. Right. Now we got to reframe our perspective. But I thought of reductive as um, basically watering down the point and distilling it to something way more simplistic than what it actually is. Yeah, present a subject or problem in a simplified form, especially yeah. one viewed as crude. Yeah. It's saying pornography is the reason men have experienced erectile dysfunction. Doesn't that seem reductive? Yeah, it, sim- it simplifies a problem. Yeah. I think unhelpfulness is a very complex problem, isn't it? I don't think that's a simplistic view of it to say that unhelpfulness is the reason that people experience it. Yeah, but pornography is also complex. It might just be stepmom porn that's doing it. We got to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like maybe maybe if it's step bro, step sis porn, since they're around the same age, that doesn't cause it. I wasn't gonna say that. I think all this stuff. Not, not I got no, hard head shakes on that one. I got no no nose on that. That shit is sick. It's oh honestly just Lord, so. Dude. How do you? I, I hate how like sometimes uh, people have to like really need an explanation on something. Like, shouldn't some things just so such an obvious? blight to humanity that we don't even have to talk about it i mean i know that's a very social conservative like what are you doing step bro that is all that we should there should be an act and i I guess this would fuck up the economics of the porn industry but it'll be pretty hard to do that given the 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 girth of their consumer base the ads the ad we gotta we gotta fuck we gotta get rid of these ads (laughs) <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not in the normal way. I'm just talking about the ads themselves are very disgusting. We need some regulation on these ads. <laughs> the ads you come across when you're on a somewhat shady website and you're like not even looking. Not for even it. shady. You oh, could be on the reputable, the reputable. You could be on kisscartoons.com. <laughs> you could be on uh, news ground, newgrounds games. <laughs> you could be on Reddit and click a blue, a blue link. Yeah. Nice. Trying, trying to watch, trying to watch a, a pirated wrestling show on NoodleMagazine.com, <laughs> and I'm seeing Jav, Jav, Japanese adult video. Ooh. I was like, is that some kind of like move or something? <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know, step bro. What you oh, it was some before. Fuck. Wait, I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck, step bro. <laughs> Why is that so amusing to say? It's it's some of the most. So I I think it's in, we should bring this up now because although I thought it was I was thinking about it more this time last year. Remind me though, I want to bring up the Wolverine healing factor. I mean, we just talk about that right now. I was gonna say, dude. Um. My general method for managing like injury of all sorts, because you know, I was just talking about how I like had a nasty skateboarding fall. Where like, oh, you getting adamantium implants? No, 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 no. But I was gonna say like basically for all people, or at least men under twenty five. I don't know about you, but me personally, the way I manage injury, fatigue, pain, all of that is uh, I sleep on it, and if I wake up fine, then you know if my Wolverine powers kick in overnight, then I'm good. And apparently, once I turn 30, I'm not going to have this power anymore. And I'm going to be in a lot of trouble, a.k.a. a world of hurt. Yeah. So I'll be climbing. I'll be skateboarding. I've been dancing. And uh, I undergo all sorts of injuries from these things. And, you know, I usually wake up and I no longer have those injuries. 
Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the day that those powers run out. Mm-mm. I was telling somebody about this at, at the climate gym, like older, older climate that just jacked out of his mind. Mark, like 45 year old, gray beard, bald ass head, climber man, right? Mm-hmm. I'm telling him about this. He goes, Ooh, you're going to hate when that starts going in reverse. When you wake up and you have a new pain that you didn't have yesterday. He said that, bro. I started like shuddering. I'm like, Oh, stop. Don't tell me that because you're a healthy guy. So if you going through this, I ain't trying to hear that. You know what I'm saying, dude? <sighs> you know, we're not going to say her name. Not going to say her not name. Not going to say her name. I don't even but know remember, remember, there was this girl who was talking about, yeah, I'm going to just die. I'm going to die when I'm 23. We're just. And it's, who is this? She's a sort of royalty. She was sort of royalty back in the day. And she loves to, uh, how you say, give people head. <laughs> oh, I see another one. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, What's the first letter? P. Oh, is she, and that's just funny. Don't contribute any further. It's just funny. Some things that have happened precipitated since then is like, what would she say to her little, her 17, 18 year old self to have such a stupid sentiment like that well she's 17 i thought a lot of dumb things when i was 17 bro we, I, I never thought of dumb duck dumb duck i said a lot of dumb things <laughs> i never had a dumb thought though yeah man you you should go back if you can and look like try to find like old text messages that you've sent like an old conversation from when you were in high school bro yeah and go read that and see how you feel see how you feel about your high school self if you actually do that like a tank Text conversation. I mean, it's the same. Let me give you. We could do a current conversation because it's the exact same thing. This would be the same thing. So the other day, I took a lift home from my mother's house, and you know when when I it's got to be with somebody equal AC though. I was texting my sister. Oh, that doesn't count as your sister. She's she's about equal. We're in the same age cohort. Cohort. Ideally, it would be like an old girlfriend or something. Okay, well I don't have. I got old boyfriends, but I don't keep their numbers in my phone. We page. Don't have no paper trail. Damn, um, you 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 used to be sitting, you used to be out with your friends, bro. You get the little Kim Possible, beep beep beep. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, y'all, I gotta go. Yeah, and a grapple hook <laughs> away. <laughs> grapple hook away to go get some of that ass. Wow. Uh, let me just read this. Uh, let's see here. So I was uh, when I when I was supposed to make it home, I was supposed to text my mom that I made it home to make sure you know nothing happened to me. And uh, you didn't do that, huh? I mean, I did. So my mom, my sister texted me, are you home? And I was like, yeah, were you molested or raped? And I was and I said many times. And then she texted me all I wanted to hear. And that's the same type of text message we've been having for like the last 10 years. (sighs) Because unlike some people, we're cool and honest with each other. So. A lot of people can't have that sort of rapport. They're saying cringy yeah. stuff like, uh, I'm voting for Hillary and I'm with her and stuff back in 2016. I'm with her. Ugh, I'm with her. She's going to lose us the election. <laughs> you know, uh, would you vote for if Kanye was Trump's you vice already president? You lost me, bro, on the vote part. I ain't yeah, we ain't, I'm not voting anymore. I don't do that. I'm not trying to get juries summoned to jury duty anymore. Oh yikes! Fifty bucks a day, bro. It's plenty of money, easy money, paper stack. 
I could either go on. I could either use that. I could either go there by taking the bus, where I'm gonna see some wild shit, or at least be uncomfortable for a period of time. Or I could spend fifty dollars taking Lyft there and back, mm-hmm. and have my time wasted by sitting there and not probably not even getting a trial, because uh, in civil court they usually settle out because they don't want to be judged like this. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, civil court is literally. It's just Judge Joe Mathis stuff. Like, it's like, oh, I didn't get my uh, my deposit back when I left the apartment. And then the other guy's like, well, I didn't give it to you because you painted the walls black. And it says, but it looked good, though. And then the other then the person who owns the who's the landlord is like, I don't care if it looked good. I mean, yeah, it was good. I like the little rhinestones you put out in the corner and it was like really sexy. And I'm now I'm using it as a nightclub, but you still not getting your, <laughs> but <laughs> but you're not getting it back, though. Oh, and he yeah. said and then Judge Joe Mathis cut, cuts in. And he's like, calm it down. Calm it down. Now, I need to tell you all something. Have you ever heard of the 1933 Brown versus Louisiana case? Where a man had, he owned his own property and he rented it out to a white man. Uh huh. And the white man, he thrashed and thrashed and thrashed on the wall, had holes in the wall, had holes in the floor, dog poop everywhere. And then when it was time to leave, he wanted to save the deposit back. And the, the landlord, the black landlord, didn't give it to him. And then he went up and sued him and uh, eventually organized to try to get this man lynched. And I say that to say this to all you here today is that the way high rule will affect the rulings of all the other rulings that will come forth and forthrightly. And with that, forthrightly. and with that being said, forthrightly, <laughs> you have to give half of the deposit back to the woman because she did do a good job with the paint. What? Quarter turn. <laughs> what? And it, bro, they do do that a lot where it's just like, you know what? 50 50, y'all both, y'all both was in the wrong. That's a classic Judge Matthews thing to say. Y'all both was in the wrong. You for X, you for Y. So Z, neither one of y'all getting anything. Quarter turn. Bam. And one more thing. You have to do with pistols at dawn. Boom. <laughs> Dude, it's too bad it's not a thing anymore. Oh, did you ever watch his uh, his live streams with uh, Kwame Brown? No, Judge Mathis. He back like in summer of twenty twenty, they were doing like eight hour live streams together, just doing the most. I love black historical revisionism or or black uh, like understandings of history because they always got to infuse blackness into like European history as well instead of just focusing on African history. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know what." Charlemagne was really half black. That's why Charlemagne the God named himself after him. But let me tell you, <laughs> the real dark history of Charlemagne, he went on to say, like, Charlemagne was no great leader. He was he was a white supremacist, a Christian supremacist who killed Jews, who killed Basque people. And he was like, that's right. That's right. He, he was telling us to Kwame Brown yeah. of all people. Yeah. And, and Kwame like, Brown's just like, yeah, it's like, oh, that makes sense to me. And then, like, so what? What the Charlemagne the God see in Charlemagne the King? Because <laughs> from the beginning, he'd been trying to sell it to the whites. That's why I don't trust him. And then everyone in the chat, like, oh, is his name just Charlemagne? Charlemagne no, the God. Charlemagne the God's name's like Tim Brown or some shit. So he actually is like that's just a stage name. He chose that name based off of Charlemagne the King. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. So you learn something new every day. Um. I just thought that his name was actually Charlemagne. His name is Leonard with no O in it. Leonard Larry McKelvey. Wow. And you, I want to read this book and review it on the podcast. It's called the the book Black Privilege. 
Is that a Charlemagne's book? Yeah. And uh, there's no way, there's no way that could be uh, good. Black, black privilege? Yeah. Why not, bro? I experience black privilege every day. I had the privilege to get a rough ride from the cops. I got to my place without having to take an Uber. <laughs> you ever rode in a cop car? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. No lie, bro. Uh, one day, uh, the day I lost my wallet, and I literally my phone. I definitely lost my wallet, bro. And I was like, "Shit, I'm assed out right now." And I saw a cop car chilling, and I was like, "Man, I'm about to make these motherfuckers make themselves useful, protect this serve." I walked up, I was like, "Hey." Y'all can be arrived in Duncan Plaza. They're like, Duncan Plaza, where's that at? I'm like, of course, fucking fake-ass cops. I'm like, it's like by the, by the library. You know where the public library is? They're like, yeah. He's like, he's like, start, start to his partner. He's like, yeah, hop in. They open the door, I get back with the little fucking, the fucking bars on the window. And I'm like, huh, so this is what it feels like to be in the back of a cop car. And they let me out, and I went home. Yeah. I forget who it was that became like a call celeb back in the day, like seven years ago. The guy got a rough ride. He like put in the back seat, and they were like, they threw like. Remind uh, me, a rough ride is. It's like getting uh, heavily abused in the cop car on the way down to the precincts. They don't think it get you uh, nice and lubed up for the interrogation. It has nothing to do with anything after. It's just to abuse you. It's just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so like they have another guy like beating you while they're driving, throwing like eels and shit, and like the guy died from the rough ride, and the. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh that started around the riots. It's it's so odd how like I never really thought of Black Lives Matter until twenty twenty. Even though that type of shit happened like twice a year every year since like <laughs> t- since George Zimmerman. Oh my lord, don't get me started on that whole idea. I was thinking of <laughs> something like there's all these uh, like regional uh or like you know local police departments, and then there's like a, a sheriff in the district, and then like the <laughs> we just saw uh charlie day from it's always sunny is in a ss uniform just randomly came out of nowhere <laughs> i was like what because i think the theme of this episode is that this old man they're trying to help has all this nazi memorabilia in his basement <laughs> sort of like just having fun with that could it. be worth a lot of money yeah thousands bro it's funny my mom not my, mom, my grandmom is that grandmom my grandmother yeah she used to watch uh, Storage Wars and like you know, classic like old people television. And we were watching uh, it was like the Storage War. It was like one of those shows, but they're like fine. I think it was Storage Wars. Let's just go with that. And they basically the guy finds like a bunch of Nazi stuff in his uh, storage house or whatever. And he's like, bro, it's gonna be worth so much money. And he brings it to the shop, and the guy's like, yeah, this is all very very um, valuable, like one of a kind stuff. But who the fuck am I gonna sell this to? Like, basically, that's basically what he told him. He's like, he's like. Oh, that's really cool. You brought all your Nazi merch into the, the store, but I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to try and sell this. In my yeah, that's pawn. not where you go. You, you sell it to the museum. Yeah. The, but the dude tried to bring it to a pawn shop. And <laughs> yeah, it's a place to buy, like, <laughs> knockoff PSPs and fake Rolexes. Yeah, it's a place where they have, like, 10 stolen bikes on a rack. <laughs> Bro, I've been thinking about getting me a bike from Goodwill. I think that will be a good idea for me. I got to go down to Goodwill. Each time, each time I pass it by, I never stop. You can make a trip out of it, bro. We can go to Goodwill again. My my sister got a, I forget what she got like a Dreamcast and like a Wii, for like fifteen bucks at the Goodwill over in Metairie. Wow, they just uh, they I be mean, giving stuff away because they don't want it. It's trash. Yeah, 
I used to, I remember after, uh, you know, that thrift shop song on Macklemore back in the day, I was like, asking my, could we go to the thrift shop? And just going there and it's just like, just really beat up clothes with like come on them. It's like, it's like, it's like, it, it's not as if you found it in the garbage of like a rich person's like wardrobe they threw out. It's more like a hobo already had the clothes and they were like, I'm done with them. I'm giving it to the thrift store for some money. Yeah. Like they literally walk out of the thrift store with no shirt on because they just gave it because <laughs> they were like, yeah, that shirt was tattered. And now we're going down to the fucking metal processing mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Meanwhile, Yeezy season two is the exact same attire, but he did it himself. Like Kanye West personally wore wore that shirt to tatters and then sold it to you. That I I hate about fashion gut fashion shit in general is that oh he's a fashion genius or like Kanye's really killing the clothing game just like he killed the music game. All this dumb bullshit. Like what what is actually here? What is What's the substance? Each time I see him with some clothes, he's wearing something that's like super long. He's wearing essentially a 2001 tall tee with a with a maybe with an emblem on it. Or he's wearing some puffy jacket. He's wearing some tattered jeans. He's wearing like basic like this is like average New York New Yorker taking the subway attire. But he made those clothes. So it's cooler. I just I just don't get fashion. <laughs> the height of fashion is wearing like a really well done tracksuit. I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. When it comes to men's fashion, all you need is one pair of well-fitting jeans. You're a guy, so you could wear them three days in a row. What a cod piece. A cod piece? Yeah. What's a cod piece? It's, it's, it's like it's a... It's not much about fashion. It's an outside... Like the way like a cup is, but it's on the outside. <laughs> okay, you don't need that. But get you some well-fitting jeans, all right? Get them tailored, all right? Now you got super jeans, all right? If you have a pair of tailored jeans on, you're going to look way better than any regular guy. And then you're going to get you... One plain white tee, one plain black tee, one plain navy tee. You'll get you a pair of black jeans to go with them nice blue jeans. Same scenario. Well, right? let's throw in one affliction muscle shirt. One, one affliction muscle shirt. Yeah. I think that is a good one. Just to just to keep them guessing. Yeah. And you know, you just gonna like mix and match and rotate those through. That's what? Two times three? That's like six outfits. Mm-hmm. And on the seventh day you wear your birthday suit. And you just switch them through every every day of the week, and you're gonna be looking good. But no joke, all it takes, bro, is one pair of good jeans. I want to make and like, especially because like regular ass t shirts are for sure gonna be in style forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. I want to make designer Jinko jeans. Jinko jeans? What are those? Oh, you and this is before our time. I'm uninitiated, dude. This is this is certainly before our time, but this dumb shit. Bro, look you know what this. I actually want, but look I have this no picture. Money for it. I want a turtleneck. I feel like I look good in a turtleneck, but I've never owned one. Ooh. <laughs> There's a dude at the climbing gym wearing those the other day. People really be showing up in like costumes sometimes, like just for the hell of it. Like you know those white pirates pants? I saw somebody wearing those, like they fucking climbing the gallows like Jack Sparrow. They be doing all kind of funny stuff. 